Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Monday, June 13th. We're talking at Brew Crew today with Adam McCalvey, as always. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And Adam, as we uh, so often do, let's start things off today by talking some Willie Peralta as uh, Willie had quite the roller coaster weekend to say the least uh, it's pretty much common knowledge by now on this Monday afternoon that he was optioned to AAA with the pending return of Matt Garza we're going to get to that in a little bit but I want to start off by talking about that home run I mean for all the the stunning developments we've seen this year you know first and foremost of uh, Bartolo Colon going deep at age 42 about a month or so ago, but Peralta, now we know he's not a small guy. He's never been a small guy. I believe a uh, baseball reference has him 6'1", 255, so the size is there, but my goodness, I think Stack has had it 429 or something like that. It was just a an absolute moonshot for his first homer of the season against the Mets uh, this past Saturday. Did you have any idea that he had that, that kind of power in him? Well, yeah, definitely, and um, I sound like I'm making this up, but he takes part in a home run derby in the Dominican over the offseason with uh, Robinson Cano, uh, Nelson Cruz, and some other big-time sluggers, and Peralta says he's actually fared better in those events than some of those those hitters. <laughs> he loves home run derby. He does it in batting practice. He swings really hard. This was a homer that was a long time in the making, he just hadn't ever connected for one in a big league game until he did the other day. Um, so certainly this was in there. He, he was actually uh, scouted originally in the Dominican as an outfielder. And the Brewers and some other teams liked his arm. They noticed his arm in, in some throwing drills. And one day asked him to, to say, hey, you know, what can you do off a mound? And they gave it a shot. And that's how he became a pitcher. It was late in his baseball life. So this guy loves to hit. He finally got a hold of one. And as you said, unfortunately, it was the lone highlight of his weekend. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put it. And I know that uh, as I was uh, doing highlights for that game, I, I kind of said, you know what, for all the buzz about Madison Bumgarner, who himself has had some some memorable shots of his own, if it was up to me, if you had to pick a pitcher for the home run derby, I'm taking Willie Peralta over Madison. What do you think? Boy, I don't know. Bumgarner's done it over a lot of years. There was a, a, a crazy stat that in his last, uh, it was like 120 plate appearances, Bumgarner had the same number of homers as Bryce Harper. Hmm. Um, you know, obviously spread out over a much longer period of time, but he can really hit. I think I'd go Bumgarner 
because he's shown it to us over Willie. Willie Peralta does some good work in BP, though, I promise you. Um, now he'll go to AAA Colorado Springs, so these, the, the times he does get to take BP, they're going to be pretty epic there in the thin air. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's going to have to pitch in that thin air as well, and that's going to be a, a much higher priority. The Brewers basically got to a point where they just couldn't keep doing the same thing, which was you know they had stayed the course with Willie Peralta. He had stayed the course between starts. He felt good. He says he feels as healthy as he's ever felt. They were really puzzled by the results that he had basically all season. Um, and look, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expect a different result. So they have Matt Garza coming off the disabled list this week. They had six starters. You can't send down the aforementioned Zach Davies. He's pitching way too well. Junior Guerra pitching way too well. And Willie Peralta with an option and pitching terribly, even though he's your opening day starter, uh, he's the odd man out, so he's got to go down and pitch in the thin air. This is going to be a huge challenge. There have been guys who have shown they can pitch there. The Brewers have a reliever in the bullpen right now, a prospect, Jacob Barnes, who put up some really nice numbers at AAA Colorado Springs, including his outings there in Colorado. And, uh, you know, it shows it can be done, but I think for every Jacob Barnes, there's about three or four Taylor Youngman's, uh, a pitcher who was removed from the Brewers rotation earlier, he went down to AAA and just found no rhythm at all, and he is still stuck in some pretty deep struggles. So uh, tough for the Brewers. This is uh, two-fifths of their opening day starting rotation now have been demoted to AAA, and we're not even halfway through June yet. Yeah, really a stunning development, and not just you know any two guys. We're talking about one guy in Peralta who two years ago won 17 games, and another guy in Taylor Youngman, as you said, that was so promising upon his call-up uh, to the majors uh, late last year. So to have these two guys regress, certainly a uh, disappointing development for the Brewers, uh, no doubt. Now, I know that uh, you wrote in speaking with uh, Craig Council that this was a difficult discussion to have with a guy that does have the track record that Willie Peralta does. I mean, when when he is sent down to AAA, when he makes that first start, I mean, did they outline something specific to say to him, you know, you need to improve – X or Y, or is it more of a matter of you've just got to get your head straight and you've got to get your confidence back? I mean, is it is it a mixed bag where it's it is something mechanical, it is something mental, or is it more one or the other here? Well, I think if it were something specific mechanically, they would have been able to work on that in the big leagues. And every conversation I've had with Willie Peralta, with Craig Council, with Derek Johnson, their pitching coach, is that they couldn't put their finger on what was going on with him. I mean, it was the location of his fastball. That was the problem. When he made a mistake, it got hammered. When he was down in the zone, Jonathan Lucroy, the catcher, said, he still was as good as any pitcher Lucroy sees. But there were too many pitches up, and when there were pitches up, they got hammered. But how to fix that eluded them. And they were not able to find a specific problem with his mechanics, they were not able to figure out what it was. So, I, you know, in going down to AAA, it is sort of just find some confidence. Try to find some consistency where you can, can, you, you can bury that pitch below the zone. They have a really good pitching coach down there named Fred Dabney, who's been in the organization for a long time. The guys who've come across him uh, love the guy. Um, he, he's worked all his way up from the lower levels of the, the Brewers minor league system, a lot of experience. So they have a really good pitching coach that's going to have eyes on Willie Peralta and maybe something – you know, some, uh, some new eyes can find something and, and give him something else to think about as he pitches. These, I, I've seen it with pitchers before. The, the tweaks that they make mechanically can be so minute to the naked eye. Um, sometimes it's just about putting something else in a guy's head. 
and that can make the difference for him. He gets two or three starts where he feels competent, and all of a sudden he can get on a roll. That, I think, is what they're looking for Peralta. And Craig Council said as they evaluate this, they're going to be looking at Fred Dabney's report more than they're going to be looking at the line scores because the line scores more often than not at, at that particular affiliate are ugly. And a guy can pitch well, and it's not going to show up in the line score, but it will show up in those reports. It's a big old outfield, swirling wind, weird things happen there. It's like Coors Field on steroids. <laughs> and they're going, to, they're going to have to look beyond the box score a little bit to figure out when is the right time to bring him back. The goal, of course, is to bring him back, that this is a temporary thing and they're able to get him back in a big league rotation, both because he's a good pitcher and they want him to make starts at a high level like he did, as you said, in 2014, and also because he's a great trade commodity for a team that continues down this path of rebuilding. And to completely lose out on that, like they lost out on Kyle Loesch last year, would be pretty devastating. Yeah, the, the trade value is another aspect of this, which I think a lot of fans overlook, in that you know, you've got two uh, huge trade blocks already, trade chips in uh, you know, Ryan Braun, Jonathan Lucroy, and to lose complete value with somebody in the rotation, a la Willie Peralta, would definitely uh, be a tough blow for this Brewers team. Adam, I recall at this time last week we kind of discussed, well, you know, Garza's coming back, so who's the odd man out? One name we brought up with, uh, was uh, Zach Davies, and now one week, one week later, that seems like a rather silly discussion we had, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's just pitched great. Um, another gem on, uh, at Miller Park in the series finale against the Mets. He's pitched a gem against the Cardinals. Um, he is an aggressive get-it-and-go type of guy. He reminds me pace-wise of Ben Sheets, who is everybody's favorite pitcher to watch because he just his games were so crisp. That's the way Zach Davies is right now. Totally different pitcher, obviously. But this guy is, you know, 90 miles an hour or so on the fastball, a really great deceptive changeup. And when he's coming at these hitters, boom, 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 they never can settle in the box and get comfortable. And it's almost like they don't even have a chance to sit and think about what might be coming next. And the pitch is already on them. Uh, so th- this is a, a great run. The key to me with a pitcher like Zach Davies, a command guy, is can you do it, A, over a period of time, and B, can you do it when you're facing the same opponents multiple times? So the Brewers are done with the Mets. He's not going to see them anymore. But one of his really great, one of his best games was against the Cardinals. I believe it was three singles in eight innings. Now he's going to see them again, and the Cardinals are going to be more comfortable with this pace. They're going to know his stuff a little bit better. He's going to have to face them, the Pirates, the Cubs, teams like that, many times, he hopes, throughout his career. So can he be effective against them in multiple starts with 90 miles an hour. Uh, he can't blow guys away. That, I think, is going to be the true test of Zach Davies, and that, that we'll see coming up. As he gets deeper into the season, he's going to start seeing uh, teams multiple times, and, and we'll see what happens. I, I think you know, the same goes for Chase Anderson, who, as we speak, is getting ready to pitch against the Giants. He's been really, really good, too. Uh, similar guy, fastball changeup. That changeup is his signature pitch. And the Brewers put out a stat this morning that going into this, this start against the Giants, Chase Anderson, um, he has the ninth best ERA in the National League since May 17th. So we're talking about almost a month. And the names above him are like an all-star team. It's Bumgarner and Cueto, Kershaw, Syndergaard, Lackey, Jose Fernandez, John Lester, Zach Grinke. So that's some, that's some heady uh, company. And these two guys, Chase Anderson and Zach Davies, are both sort of proving that you know you don't have to look or throw like Kershaw or Bumgarner or Fernandez to get it done. You you can pitch and get outs in the big league. 
And like you said, that's always the litmus test uh, for the young guys. You may get the better of an opponent once, but when they see you again, that's what makes the big leagues the big leagues. Uh, hitters adjust. They make tweaks. And if you can do it again a second time, maybe you'll have some staying power and be legit. That uh, remains to be seen for guys like uh, maybe not so much Anderson. He has a bit of a longer track record this year, but Davies especially. Uh, we'll see what the next couple of starts uh, bring for him. Want to circle back around to Garza here a little bit. He'll make his 2016 debut Tuesday against the Giants in San Fran. Tough assignment there uh, in his career. Three starts against the Giants, a 4-5-8 ERA. Any sort of limitations uh, on him in terms of pitch count, or is he going to go full tilt for them? Well, no, I mean, I think he will be limited. I believe he was around the 75 pitch uh, mark in his final rehab start. He only had three minor league starts. So, you know, this guy is still early. If you equate it to spring training, I mean, this is about the third week of March for Matt Garza. So he'll be at 90 pitches or so. He keeps saying he feels great. He feels uh, his legs are under him in a way that they haven't been for a number of years. Um, he is really uh, – he, he is a, a high-energy, sort of a max effort mentally type of a guy, and he certainly is running at a high level of RPMs in, in the last couple of days. So keeping him calm is going to be one of the tasks uh, in, in his first start in San Francisco. It's a good place to pitch, so I think that helps him. And, um, look, he's, he's got a lot of incentive personally after what happened to him last season, the worst season of his baseball life. He was vocally disagreed with the Brewers' decision when they removed him from the rotation in September. His season ended sort of uh, ugly. So he has a lot of personal motivation to come back and make something now of these final three-plus months that he's, uh, he'll have with the Brewers. And if the stuff is there – He's a pretty good pitcher. I mean, the, I think the anomaly was last season. If you look at his, the rest of his career, it would be a pretty big surprise to the Brewers if he struggled to that degree again this season. But we'll see. He's got to go out and perform. A lot of eyes on Matt Garza for his 2016 debut on Tuesday night. Adam, to wrap things up here, just like the other 29 teams, the Brewers plenty busy uh, last week during the 2016 MLB draft. Uh, give us your overall assessment of uh, their haul this year. Well, they started with Corey Ray, an outfielder from Louisville. Um, some people had him number one, you know, as, a, as the top overall talent in the draft. I think it was a good year, not necessarily to pick number one, but to pick in the top five, six, or seven. And the Brewers were fifth. So they were going to get a good player, I think, anywhere they landed. And maybe they picked um, a safer pick with a college bat versus uh, some of the high school arms that were still available to them at that point. And then they loaded up on college arms in the rest of the draft. As this, as this thing went on, especially on day three, it was a ton of college arms. They continued to add pitching to the organization. They drafted one Wisconsin kid, Cam Rogner, a, a mid-20th round selection. He pitched at Bradley University but grew up in Beloit, which is in southern Wisconsin. He was actually at Miller Park on Thursday, uh, two days before the draft started, with some friends. And one of them said, you know, you could pitch here someday. And he said, nah, the, the scout hasn't talked to me at all. They're not on me. They're, they're just not interested. And then a couple of days later, here he gets drafted by the Brewers. So he was uh, one of their more excited draft picks. But lots of college arms, some guys, including Rogner, have already signed and, and headed off to the minor leagues. That is Brewers reporter Adam McAlvey joining us. Adam, great stuff as always, and we'll do it again at this time next week for sure. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers.
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.